Hi, this is Mark. Thank you for joining me on Words of Truth today. Today we're going to be talking about forgiving and being forgiven. You know, all of us have had the experience of needing to be forgiven and having to forgive someone else. Isn't that right? Now, of course, as followers of Christ, we've all had the experience of being forgiven by God for all of our sins and being made right with him. But what about the need to forgive others and also having to be forgiven by others? <laughs> Sometimes that's not as easy as it sounds, right? There are two types of forgiveness described in the Bible. God's forgiveness of our sins and our obligation to pardon others. Now, I know that I've been forgiven by God for my sins because there was a time in my life when I responded to God's love for me, accepted his message of salvation, and asked him to forgive me of my sins. And by faith, I received his love and grace in my life. But I admit that there have been times when I haven't so easily forgiven that same way that God has forgiven me. What is forgiveness? Well, a biblical definition is God's promise not to count our sins against us. It requires repentance on our part, which is turning away from our old life of sin and then turning to Christ for his strength and power to live life. But then another condition for receiving forgiveness from God is our ability to forgive others. In other words, our forgiveness of others is a reflection of God's forgiveness of us, with the motivation being love. God loved us, and we must love others. You see, in the Garden of Eden, back in the beginning, when man created when when God created mankind, and yes, I adhere to the biblical account of creation, and not that we all just crawled out of a swamp one day and sprouted legs. Anyway, back in the beginning, Adam and Eve disobeyed the command of God to eat from a single tree in the middle of the garden God provided for them. It was a sort of a test to see if they would choose themselves or to follow God. Well, with some clever arguments and deceit from Satan, they chose themselves over God and they were immediately cast out of the garden virtually separated from the presence of God. And now they were cursed with a sin nature, which they passed along to all of us. And ever since the garden, mankind has been sinning against God. And every little baby that's born, he's been born a sinner. But God loves us too much to just sit back and allow us to destroy ourselves. And so he provided a way for us to be forgiven and that way is through Jesus Christ. Jesus said of himself in John chapter 14, verse 6, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. You see, God's plan for our salvation was to send Jesus, his only son, into the world as a sacrifice for our sins. It was a sacrifice necessary to satisfy God's justice. Furthermore, the sacrifice had to be perfect and spotless. You see, because of our sinful nature, we could never repair our broken relationship with God on our own. Jesus was the only one qualified to do that for us. 
And it was at the Last Supper, before Jesus would be crucified for our sins, that he took a cup of wine and told his disciples, This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. And the next day Jesus died on the cross, taking the punishment due to us and forgiving us of all of our sins. On the third day after that, he rose from the dead, conquering death for all who believe in him as Savior. Now when John the Baptist came as a forerunner of Jesus, both he and Jesus told us that if we repent and turn from our sins, God will forgive us and restore our relationship with him. And I hope that that if you haven't done so, that you'll take that step in your own life today. Now, as followers of Christ, our relationship with God is restored. But what about our relationship with others? Well, the Bible says that when someone hurts us, we're under the obligation to God to forgive that person. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6, verses 14 and 15, For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. In other words, refusing to forgive others is a sin. And as a Christian, we can't hold a grudge or seek revenge, but we're to trust God for justice and forgive the person who offended us. Now, that doesn't mean that we have to forgive the offense. Usually, that's beyond our power. But biblical forgiveness means that we release the other person from blame, and we leave the event in God's hands, and we move on. Now, it's possible to resume a relationship with a person who offended us, or just move on if no relationship existed before. I mean, a victim of a crime certainly doesn't have to have the obligation to pick up a relationship with someone who committed a crime against them. Uh, we have the courts and God to judge them for their crime, but we do need to forgive them, and then we leave them in God's hands. But maybe the person who committed the offense was a friend. What do we do then? Well, I'd say that if that other person is willing to admit their fault to us and repent of their sin, then maybe it's possible to resume a relationship with them. But they need to take an attitude of humility toward us and recognize and live up to their own offense. We still forgive them, but if they aren't willing to admit their own offense, it's really difficult to continue a relationship with them, right? because they'll probably commit that same offense again. And so in that case, we simply need to leave them in the hands of God and let God deal with their sin, just like he deals with our sin. But nothing compares to the freedom we can feel when we learn to forgive others. It's like a huge millstone is lifted from our necks. We can breathe again and joy returns to our lives. But when we choose not to forgive others, we become a slave to bitterness. And when we re refuse to forgive others, the only person we're really hurting is ourselves, because the other person has, has probably already moved on. And bitterness is like rejecting, or rather injecting poison into our veins, 
pretending that'll, that it'll do us some good, but it never does. In his book, Forgive and Forget, Lewis Smedes wrote these profound words about forgiveness. He wrote, when you release the wrongdoer from the wrong, you cut a malignant tumor out of your inner life. You set a prisoner free, but you discover that the real prisoner was yourself. All of us need forgiveness, both from God and sometimes from others. And we all need to forgive others when they sin against us. And the key is in not thinking that if we forgive someone, we're letting them off the hook. No, the offense was real and hurtful and damaging. It's not the offense we forgive, but it's the offender we forgive. Again, we're not letting them off the hook for the offense, but we're releasing that person from our own blame and we're leaving them and the event in God's hands so that we can be released from the bondage of unforgiveness and so that we can move on. I hope that helps. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week.